0: Welcome back, everybody, to a digital edition of OA News Overtime. I'm Jordan Hill with me, as always, Justin Lee. Justin.
1: Jordan, we're back, in, we're back on Zoom.
0: We're, we're back in quarantine. What year is it? Uh, <laughs> hey, anyone who was following along with the, uh, the tweets from last night's basketball game we're recording on Thursday saw that uh, I've been downgraded. I'm in COVID protocol. Tested positive. Feeling good, though. Feeling fine. Hopefully, we'll be back in business uh, for Saturday's big game. But let's start with that, Justin. Let's start yeah. with Auburn men's basketball. I actually want to start with Wednesday night. You were there. Big win. Yeah. of 83-60. to That you know, was a game a lot of people thought could potentially be, quote-unquote, a trap game. Uh, it was not. I mean, Auburn took care of business and, and beat what was clearly an inferior opponent getting ready for number 12 Kentucky on Saturday. What did you think, not only of the game and what you saw, also the atmosphere and, and sort of just everything that went with being in Auburn Arena on Wednesday night? That was a bit, you know, and the the, the atmosphere was great.
1: Um, there was a lot of standing room only people there. And, um, you know, and I, I didn't really think about it, and I don't really remember it. But, I mean, like Fergie and Nathan were kind of talking about like, you know, like even, even three years ago when they were good – uh, there were times where it was like mm, 8 p.m. game on a Wednesday. Like, it's not going to be you know what it is. But here it's like, no, every single game is going to be this way. Um, and, I, I mean, I think that's a good point. Um, it's kind of – I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's a It feels like a new place uh, for – certainly a new place for Auburn men's basketball. And you, you just – I wonder when when is the other shoe going to drop? And I, I say that ominously as, as uh, Big Blue rolls into town uh for on saturday but um i just i it's kind of crazy because uh you look at like the last 10 days of of auburn i mean even the social media is going wild the the memes and the tweets and like you can just say and do whatever you want there's no repercussions and auburn's winning everything and alabama's losing everything since the national championship game Uh, it's, it's just kind of a it's a wild ride right now and i want and i just wonder you know when and where does the does the the magic carpet stop um but auburn fans uh you know ryan starrett wrote the thing about the peacock and everyone has embraced it including uh the social media team for the for the actual team um and that is to not worry about that don't worry about when it's gonna end and just ride the wave and uh, be loud and obnoxious all along the way, and uh, it, it's it's wild, man. And and you think about Saturday and like the history and how uh, it's pretty unprecedented. It it feels weird because it feels backwards. It feels like you know, like oh, we all thought there'd be, uh, you know, there could be there, and there have been some big games like this, but the mother of all big games, you always picture it being Auburn's number twelve and Kentucky's number two, <laughs> and instead. <laughs> Auburn's number two and Kentucky's number 12 and um, uh, crazy man and I mean it's it's a really big game it's hard to say that when I mean I think Auburn playing Kentucky it's the biggest game at home in Auburn arena Uh, I think it's certainly the biggest game in the arena's history Um, but I mean I I can't you know it's it feels weird because so recently the biggest game in Auburn men's basketball program history in my mind is slaying the dragon beating Kentucky in the elite eight at the at the tournament to go to the final four. That's insane. Uh, but, but here, here comes another Auburn, Kentucky classic and another opportunity. Uh, Jake wrote his sidebar from the game, um, included all five times that a top 12 matchup has happened in Auburn basketball history and two of the five are Kentucky. So now three of the six after Saturday are going to be Kentucky, which is is not to be, uh, unexpected. So I don't know, man. Uh, just, uh, that, that was a long stream of consciousness as, as for an answer for what I thought about the game last night, but, um, just a wild ride that Auburn's on and you don't know when it's going to stop. And like, you would think that they're going to get caught up at a trap game like Georgia or a trap game at Ole Miss, which is, you know, even it was <laughs> Justin said on our, um, last night, it's even more trappy. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, they they keep winning, and uh, I I don't know how to ha- I don't know how you handle it. Besides, you just keep watching and, and seeing how it goes.
0: Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, stream of consciousness. That's what a pod that was the first idea for a podcast. So that's I mean that fits the mold pretty pretty spot on. I mean, I think you hit on the things. To me, I mean, truthfully, I was kind of surprised yesterday. I saw some of the Plainsman uh, riders tweeting out you know pictures of, of people lining up. And I was kind of surprised to see that to a point you made a minute ago because this Georgia basketball team is not good. I think the line on last night was like 22, and Auburn wound up covering. Like, I mean, this was not a a highly anticipated matchup. Um, But Auburn fans are all over this team, and it's easy to see why. I mean, to me, as someone who's watching this team and had a chance to watch a lot of how they play, they're just a very fun team to follow. And it seems like whether it's Wendell Green – shooting from the logo or if it's Walker Kessler blocking any shot imaginable or if it's Jabari Smith who – I tweeted this last night. I swear to God, I know he has missed, but if you told me that he has hit every jumper he's attempted, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. You're always pretty confident when it goes up. It's so smooth. I mean, like, it's not – I mean, you know, we're not two NBA draft experts, but it's not hard to see why he you know he already came in with high expectations and now it seems you know like a lot of people really think he could be the top pick it's just it's been very fun to watch them and and to see the the support especially and i can't even imagine what saturday is going to look like it's going to be utter chaos uh in a good way and and i think that this is going to be a really fun matchup i think it's it's really going to be a neat circumstance in that you got Kentucky. We talked to Bruce Pearl earlier Thursday, and he talked about the history of Kentucky and, and you know, that, you know, Kentucky makes history every year. Auburn doesn't quite have that, though, the last few years they have. You kind of have this sort of mirror of uh, of a program that has always been a blue blood, that is considered one of the premier teams, and you got one that is really threatening to be – part of that new era. Now, if that's continued, you know, we can't predict the future, but Auburn has obviously these last few years started to threaten where Kentucky stands and it's going to be a big matchup Saturday. I mean, I think the fact that, you know, this is probably going to have a lot of bearing on the sec standings when it's all said and done, this is going to be the only time they play each other if I'm not mistaken. Uh, So I think it's going to be a big matchup. And I think that the amount of talent on the floor Uh, For both teams, I mean, just seeing some of these matchups, I want to see if Walker Kessler can stop some of those bigs for Kentucky because some of those numbers are just outrageous. Um, It's going to be fun, man. And I think the atmosphere in Auburn Arena is going to be electric. I think it's going to put all these other games to shame. Uh, I mean, and I tried to look a few minutes ago when you were talking because uh, I had seen where some people were posting like StubHub or Ticketmaster like Prices, and it was – ungodly for a regular season basketball game. But I think it tells you the energy around the team and and what Saturday's going to mean. You know, win or lose, I mean, there there can still be a lot taken from this in a positive if Auburn isn't able to beat a top-12 team. You know, that's not exactly going to be the end of the world if that's how it plays out.
1: It used to be that uh, Kentucky would come to town. There'd be a lot of big blue there, a lot of go big blue chants. And then even in the student section, there would be a dozen or so Kentucky fans in Kentucky jerseys. Uh, bec- and the, the, the thing was the vet school. There's a relationship there between Kentucky's undergrad and, and grad school. Um, Jordan, I'm going to try to do something ambitious here. Are you ready for this? No, do I- <laughs> do it. no but do it anyway, brother. <laughs> I'm going to share screen, right? Can I do that? All right. Are you looking at this? I'm seeing them. Oh, I, there we are. You know, Wikipedia page. All right, watch this. This is a fun game that everyone, all the children can play at home, right? Go to the Auburn Tigers men's basketball Wikipedia page and look at this, right? The final four, you remember that. Elite eight, they went one before in 86. Now go to the Kentucky men's basketball Wikipedia page. Uh, As you can see, I've done it already. Uh, And go from... uh, this postseason history right here for Auburn, and then uh, come on over here and look at this
2: <laughs> on the right side of the
1: screen here. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at, I mean, they're eight time national champions, uh, 16 times final four or 17. Um, I mean, that's that's Something that I mean, obviously, no one's gonna forget that. I mean, it's it's almost a weird stance I have uh, of like of like, oh, I'll be the the go out on a limb and stand up for Kentucky, but um, it just it's just a reminder of the potential they have and what a big game and what a big win this would be. Um, and I, we were we were talking out here earlier in the newsroom, like about like, oh, you know, Kentucky barely survived a or whatever. Um, but you know what's going to happen? Kentucky's going to come in here. All those McDonald's All-Americans, all those studs, all those stars, they're going to look around all up in the crowd and they're going to say, we're going to send all these people home sad. They're going to say, you think you're number two? No, 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 no. We're the national championship contenders. We're Kentucky, right? You're, you're number two? No, we're number two, right? Um, that's how they're going to look at it. And uh, when 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 a when a team like that, a talented team like that is motivated, it's going to be hard. And obviously, I'm not telling anybody anything they don't know. But um, but I mean, that's that's the opportunity that lays ahead for Auburn Um, just because Auburn's ranked higher. You know what I mean? It's still the dragon, man. That's it's still the dragon coming to town. And uh, it it would be a really big win, I think, for Auburn to uh, to slay the dragon. Should we get get the doctor in here? I'm going to
0: text him. Yeah, you can do that. And while we uh, wait on him to get in, I'll just talk a little bit about Kentucky. I mean, the thing that really has impressed me just, you know, I haven't watched him a ton, but doing a little research, uh, Oscar Sheboy their center, uh, is outstanding. Uh, He... uh, he leads the SEC in uh, rebounds per game by a pretty wide margin. He leads the SEC in uh, field goal percentage, which I think that helps when you're a big man and can just put it right down there. But um, he's been a big part of the attack. And I think that watching how he and Walker Kessler go up against each other, to me, is going to be one of the big matchups. And it's going to be a situation where Walker is going to have to stay out of foul trouble. And I see uh, please. There's the man during the picture.
1: Well, it's gonna but, yeah. be wendell. It's gonna be wendell and uh, Wendell and Walker versus uh Ty Tai and that guy, right? Yeah, and
0: Severe Severe Wheeler, the former one of KD's teammates at Georgia. Well, is ladies and gentlemen, be part Dr. of that Dr.
1: Jake Weiss is here.
0: We brought our inter he's
1: back on the podcast back for another semester. How would I do Hicks? Uh, we were not no, we're not gonna oh, talk about He
0: finished that. in the top three. <laughs>
1: I, thought Jake,
0: I thought Jake was coming in to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving.
1: but Yeah, I know, right? Come on, right, But we got a lot of holidays that we've missed, guys. <laughs> we got to run through them all. We're back. Jake is here. Uh, and we thought we would bring him in for the student perspective yeah. of what's going on. Uh, and we'll, we'll go ahead and spoil it. Uh, Jake's got a story he's working on talking to about the jungle. The word of the week uh, this week is the jungle. They're going to be fired up. Who knows how early they're going to be lined up. So talk to uh, the president and VP of the jungle, but besides that as well, Jake, uh, what uh, just what's the word on campus, man? What's the word in class? I uh, mean, what are you hearing? From uh, folks?
2: People are fired up. I mean, uh, if you watch the game Wednesday on TV, I mean, you kind of got a glimpse of it. Uh, I mean, it was an eight o'clock game. It's middle of the week. This is on the second week of school for uh, students at Auburn. So, I mean, Sure, there's not, like, homework, a lot of homework or anything, people, but still, it's 8 o'clock, it's a Wednesday night, I mean, there's other options, but... Aren't there drink specials at Sky? Probably. They should have been there, they could have been there, but instead, well, yeah. BP brought them in. Uh Yeah, he brought them in, he packed them in, I mean, you look at the line, that line just stretched, I mean, I think it went all the way down to, uh, you yeah. know, dorms, I mean, and... Yeah. Well, we were there. Do you, I talked to you about this at the game, Justin. I mean, I just can't believe how I many people were just lined up, packed for the standing room only. Yeah. For the student section, for those that don't know, once the student section fills up, uh, they just start sending the students to the standing room only uh, with everyone else that has standing room only tickets. So yeah, it was just packed.
1: Yeah, we talked. And I was down there taking pictures and saw Lainey, another one of our interns for the semester. And she said, "I she flagged me down and I was like, what time did you get in line? And she was like, four. And I told Jake, and Jake was like, that's not so bad. I'm yeah, like four hours pretty...
2: before the game? Uh, <laughs> I was a little surprised she got in. When you, when you told me that at the 4 o'clock, I'm like, wow, she got lucky. She got in.
1: So who was it that said, was this on Twitter, or did I make this up, where someone said that – someone had said that they're going to go to the gymnastics meet, and then they're just going to stay?
2: No, I've seen that on Twitter. We have seen that on Twitter. I haven't heard – no one's told me, hey, I'm going to, you know yeah. – I have seen that on Twitter where people are saying, hey, go to gym. After Jennings, you know, get back in line, and you can start waiting to get into the Kentucky. Game. That's a twelve
1: hour wait. Yeah, no, Mid- I'm not... midnight, midnight to noon. I don't know, man. It's a mess. And I mean, <laughs> the other year when when game day came here, yeah, uh, that was a really big, really hype game. But um, and I guess I mean, was that that was pre-COVID? So that was pretty. Yeah, that was that uh... was you know that was was the the high flying times where now I, everyone's a little. Little some people are a little more trepidatious just to be places and do things, I guess. But at the same time, I mean this this game feels like it has that hype. I mean, I've never seen tickets so in demand. Yeah, it's no, my thing.
2: People are really excited. Um, I went and watched the old miss game. I went out and watched the old miss game with some friends. And uh, I mean, afterwards we ran a restaurant, and afterwards just the whole place was mostly students that couldn't get in. Well, it was an away game, so most students that didn't go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, the whole place started chaining. Number, we're number one. <laughs> I mean, people were excited. Keep in mind, this is, you know, way before the next AP poll came out. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, just that was, you know, last weekend, that people were pumped. I mean, now that they've beaten Georgia, I'd say it's going uh, to be classwork Friday. Is, there's no one going to be going to class, probably. I mean, everyone's going to be just ready to prepare for this game. So
1: Did you know any students who went to Oxford or on the road? Uh,
2: no, I didn't Diamond
1: said that. Diamond said in class that today, uh, we're doxing Diamond, but that's okay. Our editor also teaches at Auburn uh this semester, uh, in the morning before he comes here. And uh he said he was asking everybody, because then Auburn has a new president candidate. And uh there's a big forum with students on this afternoon in the student center. And he was like, who all's going to the the president uh speaking? And everyone's like, I got stuff to do. And then he's like, who all's going to the basketball game? Everyone's like, yeah. <laughs>
2: And I'm sure. Students, <laughs> I'm sure if the students got their way, they didn't want uh, Bruce to be one of those presidential candidates. Wow,
1: man! Can you imagine? What a way to go! People
2: will probably show up to that open forum if it was Bruce. What if that literally
1: happened? What if he literally like, <laughs> like hey, bequeaths the job to Stephen got for head basketball, basketball and then becomes
0: literally the president of the school? <laughs> hey, Jim Tressel's the president at uh, Akron now, so it's not it's not far fetched. Crazier things have happened.
1: That would be pretty crazy, though.
2: It would, but I can see it. I don't know,
1: Jake. I, I mean, what? Anything else you got? Just uh, the this, this kids are fired up. Right? People, yeah,
2: people are fired up. It'll be. I'm. I'm definitely taking a couple laps. Uh, probably Friday night, maybe even early Saturday. Well, we'll see if I get up early Saturday, but I'm going to take a couple laps. Just to look at that line. Don't but, don't wear
1: yourself out, Jake. I mean, we're <laughs> only paying you so much. You know, fair
2: enough. I'm still kind of <laughs> curious. Like, what's it looking like? Kentucky oh, yeah, game
0: best. is a marathon, not a sprint, young man.
2: No, <laughs> oh, that's just beautiful. Don't work yourself too hard. I got a Fitbit. I got a, got a Fitbit for Christmas. I might need to get my steps and walk over, see the line, and then
0: fire up, fire up the wordle. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: I actually don't know what that is. I, I know people do that, but I don't do it. I, Jake, you just Google it. I don't know what that is. Like, I did
1: it once.
0: But just did you do it. Retro Bowl then. Play Retro Bowl. While yeah, you I do you do that.
1: We're all <laughs> into
0: <laughs> Retro Bowl. All right, Jake. I think you're good. I All think right. you're dismissed, brother. All
2: right. Good job. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Good. good to be back, everybody.
0: Good, happy <laughs> New Year, everyone. January twentieth. We're only gonna have Jake Lee on when he can talk about a holiday. <laughs>
1: yeah. Holiday well, session. I important. never never got to do it. So.
0: All right, Jake. Go work on your story. Great job.
1: <laughs> Thanks, everybody.
0: Yeah. Anything else on basketball, Justin? I think we kind of hit on all the highlights. I mean, Saturday will <laughs> be a big one. And Jake said, I don't know if I'm going to wake up in the morning for you guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him. Uh, we'll have all kinds of content. Well, I'm sure we'll have a a uh, podcast afterwards, whether that's me still remote or hopefully, knock on wood, if I can test yeah. it, I'll be there with you guys and we can record it. Um, yeah, we'll do one. It's basketball that we haven't hit on before we move on.
1: Uh, dude, I think, I think hey, we got it, man. We're fired up. Everybody's fired up. Big game. Um lot to win, and and uh, frankly, not the end of the world if you lose.
0: I agree. I agree.
1: looking well, already has a loss. Uh, you're looking at a – you know, you're still a contender for a, a top three, top two finish in the, in the conference, if not winning it. Um, you got a tough game at Florida coming up, um, you, you know, but, uh, you know, if Auburn can – Fulfill the prophecy of going undefeated at home this season. Uh, you're going to be there in that discussion to win the to win the conference championship, regular season conference championship, and that's even if you do have one home loss to Kentucky.
0: Agreed. Well, let's change the subject and talk about football. And there's honestly a lot we can talk about. At yeah. Bobby Ashford losing J.J. Pegues, uh, losing Dre Butler, losing Ian Matthews, another defensive lineman. But I think we got to start with the report that came out pretty much when the basketball game ended Wednesday night, Bruce mm-hmm. of the athletic reporting that defensive coordinator, Derek Mason is a, a serious candidate to take the same position at Oklahoma state. We're recording on early Thursday afternoon. As of now, nothing has been made official. Uh, mm-hmm. Mason, it looks like might be on his way out uh, after just one year, which would mean that Auburn would have a new offensive and defensive coordinator in year two, of Brian Harsin. Justin, just what, what did you sort of take away when you first heard the news and what could this mean for really the entire Auburn program as they go into 2022? Uh, I mean, if he
1: dips out, it's a, it's a blow to the program. It's a big blow to the program. And uh, it just makes next season that much harder. And to be honest with you, next season looks hard right now. Um, and it looks hard from the schedule perspective going on the road. It looks hard from who's coming back and, and what's going on. And uh, it looks really hard for Brian Harson. And this is going to make it harder. And that's not to say that, uh, you know, miracles can't happen and you can't overcome adversity. But there's just a lot a lot of adversity stacked up in front of the team next year. And this would be one more thing. I mean, you don't want us – you don't want in any, in any universe do you want to uh, come to a new program, have two coordinators, and then have two new coordinators the next year. You don't want that. Um, and I mean, and I mean, let's, I mean, take a look at unless in a few months it comes out, if if Derek makes this this move, uh, which I, listen, I struggle to call a lateral move. It's a downgrade. Uh, Oklahoma State's not a top 15 program. It's not. Now they had a good year. They had a really good year this year. They had a better year than Auburn. They had a, had a really good defense this year, too. Um, but it is it's Oklahoma State is not on Auburn's level as a program that's just how it is and um you know I mean as if if he's still making the same amount of money then yeah I guess it's lateral uh but it's it's tough man like I think you wanted you know when you make a change with Bobo I think it was pretty seemed pretty evident going through signing day and everything else that the plan was uh for 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 Derek to come back to have some um retention on defense to build on uh Derek and listen Derek I was a critic of Derek I mean they lost that Mississippi State game because he got out coached he didn't adjust completely blew it didn't adjust but 75 percent of the time 80 percent of the time it's pretty good defense they conversely credit where it's due they had a chance to beat Alabama only because of the defense only because of the defense um so he had a, a really good year it wasn't great it wasn't stellar really good year uh, and you were hoping he could go from good to great next year Um, but uh, yeah I mean those are just those are just the thoughts and uh, if he goes um, it just makes next. I mean there's nothing we can nothing nothing anyone can do or say um, you know because next year's going to play itself out Auburn's headed this this way this is how it's going to be for at least the next you know for the next 12 months Um, and we just have to see how it goes but it's one more but I mean, if I, if if Brian Harson is is Sisyphus pushing up the boulder,
0: uh, it just got a little bit heavier, is is how I'm looking at it. I mean, I think you hit it. I think that, you know, you, it just seemed like things are at least kind of treading the right direction with the defense. I mean, with what, you know, some of the guys they were able to, to bring back Owen Papo, Colby Wooden, Derek Hall, and then to lose the defensive coordinator not long after you lost defensive line coach Nick Eason to Clemson, I mean, I think that's a huge blow. And, and I kind of feel for some of those guys who have already decided they're coming back. And that's just sort of the nature. This isn't new to all – I mean, this isn't specific to Auburn. You've got guys that say have them come back for another year and your position coach leaves, you're doing the coordinator leaves. You know, it just – it stinks for it to play out if this is what winds up happening – And it's going to be really interesting to see what Brian Harson does. We've seen that, you know, he's relied on Boise State guys a lot. And could he promote Jeff Schmetting, who was his defensive coordinator at Boise State? I mean, it's feasible. Should he? Probably not. I mean, he should probably go get somebody else. Uh, But it's going to be – Something to watch. I think that, you know, Schmetting and Bert Watts both have been defensive coordinators before, but neither of them have done so in the SEC. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're looking at the calendar if this move is made or you're in late January looking for a defensive line coach and a defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. You, know, you need to fill those positions. And, you know, just with the coaching news on that side, some of the roster building – I mean, they've got more quarterbacks than I might have pairs of underwear at this point. Like, it's just, I don't know. I, I've got real trepidation about what 2022 looks like. And they still, to Brian Harson's credit and everyone on the staff, they have time to add more guys and to try to fill some of these holes but it's not looking good, and if you lose your defensive coordinator to me, that's just another sort of strike against what you're trying to build going into year two.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I, like you said, it's, it's. I didn't even thought about you know just he could he could go in house with guys who have been his defensive coordinator before. Uh, but the other thing is though is that you would have the money because. Um, I mean, unless I guess Bobo is going to have a big buyout, that it'll only be reduced if someone hires him. Because you know how those buyouts go; it's like we'll pay you what you're not getting paid. Um, Derek should be Oklahoma State should be paying for that if Derek goes. Big if asterisk, um, and and so so all that's free money. You 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 have that back at your disposal. And I can't imagine uh, offensive coordinator Ryan is, is going to get paid much for his very first offensive coordinator job. I don't think he's making what what Derek and, and Bobo veterans of the conference uh, were making. You know, you you went
0: you went with the Ryan Davis, it's Austin Davis. Whatever. You know, I'm leaning on that Auburn. I get it though. I've done. We it.
1: haven't we haven't met him. It's COVID. No. I don't even know if he's moved here yet. We have no idea. We barely met this guy. Uh, he's our age, and he—we might see him in a Call of Duty lobby uh, more than <laughs> more than out around town. Uh, but hey, to what I was saying—he's a young guy, um, you know. Uh, possibly could be a really good quarterbacks coach. Uh, Ryan, uh, Russell Wilson certainly thinks so. But again, not that type of salary. Not that not that big old salary we wouldn't expect. Uh, we don't know yet because it's a secret. But um, so they should have the money to. All this to say, like when Gus brought in Will Muschamp, like a big, big name hire, a big name quick fix, a splash guy. It's like, all right, you come in and let's, uh, you know, you run the defense and and we'll, we'll, you know, kind of like Mason was, you know, you could go get a, a former head coach with the money that Auburn has to play with.
0: No doubt about it. Um, well, I'm going to throw it to you, Lee. I'm going to go grab a, a laptop charger while you do this. <laughs> tell, us, tell us a little bit about AU Gymnastics, what's going on with gym, how things are kind of shaping up, what's next.
1: Yeah, man. First of all, I'll plug while you're gone. Right, last night uh, I jumped on the Auburn Observer podcast with Justin Painter. Painter, uh, good folks, so uh, go to auburnobserver.com, check out that. We talked about a little bit of basketball, a little bit of football, and then uh that was our, our big uh our big pie, our big gymnastics season preview extravaganza. Uh but but uh but yeah man, it's the first whole meet. Everybody we talk about excitement for this Kentucky game. Everybody's excited for this. Um uh the Olympic champion SUNY Lee will be making her her Auburn Arena debut. Um and uh it, it it so far the first couple meets, um, it's been exciting, like everything, uh everything that this team has been fired up about ha, has come through, through through two meets. I mean, they have, they have basically had uh, two fourth quarter comeback wins, you know what I mean? And, and winning isn't the only thing in gymnastics. Uh, it's all about the score, but um, they posted, uh, they went to Arkansas and, and we hyped that meet up and, and they hyped that meet up. And with good reason, like in gymnastic circles, that was a really high meet um, Arkansas Uh, moved the – it was the first ever meet in Bud Walton Arena, the big arena, the big boy arena. They had been uh, competing, and they will go back to competing at Barnhill, their old thing. And then Bud Walton is is their basketball – has been basketball only, you know, a 20,000-capacity venue. Uh, They had about, what, 10,500 in the meet. Um, But it was was a hype meet, big meet, and Auburn went up there and and did its thing and won – with a really good score with a 197.250, two five Oh. And, and that meet, this will just tell you that meet um, outscored the Florida, Alabama meet, Florida national championship contenders uh, the team with Trinity Thomas, who got two tens on Sunday at this meet, but that Florida, Alabama meet was so hype. Alabama usual national championship contenders. That meet was so hype. That meet was on Sunday. It was on national TV. Like, I think it was on like, ESPN one or, or or maybe even like CBS or something I don't remember but it was a Sunday afternoon meet super hype it might have been like ABC like I'm telling you it was a really hype uh but then you look at it it was not the hottest meet in the conference Auburn and Arkansas both outscored both Florida and Alabama um which is which which just goes to show where those programs are going uh and kind of while we were talking about that meet the way we did. I mean, three Olympic gold medalists are in that gym and that the scores prove it. Right. Um, so uh high fly meet, and now you got to come into home, it, but the home, the home meet brings a whole other slew of challenges. And this is something that, that we talked about uh, this week with, with the gym team. Um, I think one of the things, um, and I've got to, I've got to write this in an article one way or another. Uh, when I talked to SUNY um, months ago, when she first got here, Uh, she was talking about how nervous she was going to be for the first meet, like in Auburn arena. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? You're an Olympic gold medalist. Like why would you be nervous about a home meet where, you know, everyone's just excited to see you and like you're at home and you're doing your thing uh, in your best possible scenario. Right. But it's not that way. She's like, well, that well, everyone in the building is going to be there to see me. Like everyone's going to be looking at me and excited to see me it brings an entire, entirely different level of pressure uh, from the road meet. And the, on the road, it's, it's you against the world and all of that. Um, but at home, it's almost like a, they pointed out, it's a, it's a different kind of uh, energy and feel. And I'm telling you, in this sport, um, in gymnastics, much like swimming, uh, swimming when you're dealing with a, a fraction or in track, when you're dealing with a fraction of a second, when you're dealing with a tiny minuscule, wind change or you know a ripple in the water that could that could change you from breaking a record to having a whole home score uh gymnastics the same way man you're looking at flying through the air at split seconds um you're looking and and, and energy heart rate all of that can play into a, a factor in a in a major way and it's not like football or basketball football where you have 60 minutes or basketball where you have 40 minutes for things to play themselves out and to settle in, you're doing a vault. You're doing, you just did a vault. That's it. It's over. <laughs> that's it. You vaulted you're done. Uh, it takes one second and that's it. Um, so yeah, so that's why we spend time talking about, uh, pressure and emotions and how they manage it and stress. Um, and that's the story this week is how do they manage kind of just the stress of, of living up to all this hype, um, with, and, 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 and obviously, you know, like every fan in that building would tell Suni, like, relax, we're happy to see you, even if you don't do so well. We're just glad you're here. Um, but that's something that everyone has to manage. So uh, that's just the main takeaway. If, if even the Olympic gold medalist who was out there performing in front of the world in Tokyo, she's nervous about a home meet in Auburn Arena. I think they're all nervous about it. Um, so that's just that's just uh, but they're competitors and they're 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 fiery and they'll go through it. But that's kind of the story of this week. How do they manage that? Um, and and just what, what kind of results are they going to
0: get? Yeah, I mean, just to kind of further the point you were just making, after the preview meet, which for anyone who doesn't follow gymnastics, was essentially an exhibition. I mean, SUNY talked about having nerves for that. So, I mean, you know, to me that shows you how seriously they take, you know, a chance to compete in Auburn Arena. And I think it's going to be a very fun meet to follow, and Justin will be all over that and have all kinds of content from that. Um, well, Lee, I think I'm about ready if we want to wrap this thing up. Is there anything else uh, we want to hit on before we we get going? Uh, you know, hey, let us know. we got a bunch of interns working on all kinds of Auburn stuff this week. Uh, what sort of stuff have you seen? Uh, what are we expecting? Along with, you know, myself and, and you and Jake Weiss, uh, we've had some Auburn content getting ready for the Kentucky game. Other stuff that we can look out for as we get ready for Saturday.
1: Uh, Ansley wrote a story today about, uh, well, it ran today um, about the, the whole, I mean, peacocking, man, the, the me and the meme madness um, and just the way that Auburn has embraced it. Uh, they put out that T shirt, you know, the social media teams put that peacock on there. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, our new intern, Ansley Franco, wrote about that. Uh, Jake's going, going, taking a deep dive with the jungle, uh, you know, <laughs> talking with the, the, the folks behind the scenes. Uh, that make the jungle what's now being touted you're hearing it folks you're hearing it more and more as uh, <laughs> one of the top home environments if not the top in home environment in the country the way things are right now um and yeah man and i mean we're gonna listen man we got jim coming up and friday night i'm gonna cover that meat i'm gonna walk outside i'm gonna see who's in line and uh we'll see if, if anyone's there yet uh, it's going to be cold, man. Like, I, gosh, I hope for the kids' sake that they don't line up then, but we'll see. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, it's got that feel. I mean, like, like I remember, like we were talking about when uh, game day came, uh, it was really an all day experience because we had to go cover game day. We did a photo gallery of everyone's favorite signs and all that. This time there's no game day, but it feels like an all weekend thing because you've got Jim and then you've got the quick turnaround. Uh, I mean, how, you know, they're going to be if if someone's in line at, at, at three four in the morning outside, there may well be workers inside converting that building from gymnastics to basketball. Um, it's gonna that you know it's it's gonna be a, an all night kind of all weekend thing. There's going to be activity, uh, which is you know hey man the quiet on the quiet plains when a weekend like this happens you uh, you just embrace it and enjoy it, uh, and then you got another one the next week with. Uh, with the Alabama meet it flip-flops the big meet is on Friday and then a little non-conference uh do do with Oklahoma on Saturday so uh but hey man we're, we're just living in the moment we're gonna we're gonna follow everything that that we can and and uh, put out what we can um and yeah man just just uh follow us on social and now.com man
0: yeah we'll have all kinds of content no doubt like I said take, a,
1: take one break from memeing for a minute yes just know. a second just a second, hit follow on By Justin Lee on Jordan D. Hill. Jordan Davis Hill? Jordan yeah, Davis Hill.
0: Jordan Davis Hill. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and and hey, you blog. And then uh, and then you get back to it. Get back to the peacock. And then go back to
0: your memes. We know how much we <laughs> love them. All right, we're going to get out of here on that. Be looking for all kinds of content. More podcasts coming out in the uh, next few days.
2: I uh, will wrap it up with that. For Justin Lee, I'm Jordan Hill. Until next time, take care.